Good morning, and welcome to The Freaks. But please face these messages. The Freaks are not for children. The Freaks are not a safe place. Horrific psychological and emotional damages may occur. The Freaks are not fake news. These are real people acting real stupid in real time. The Freaks are not for those slow of wit or weak of constitution. If you have the fundamental strength of a wet graham cracker, perhaps you should step into the next room. Use of protective gear is strongly encouraged. Emergency protocols are now in effect. System lockdown has been initiated. All exits are now sealed. Access to Freaks, security level one. Granted. Proceed with extreme. No, I've not had a chance to listen to. I said, good, we've got a job Monday. <laughs> You're talking to Kevin. Huh? Yeah, no. No, oh, the big boss. Jared. Jared, yeah. I think Jared's a big fan of the Freaks. He really is. I think <laughs> yeah. he's one of our biggest supporters. Yeah, as, probably. As a matter yeah. of fact, three people are suing Oklahoma County Jail employees uh, over investigators. And they said they forced them in a very horrific handcuffed manner to endure hours of torture while they played the children's song Baby Shark on repeat. Now, it might not be nice, but I, I don't think it's tortured. Well, I don't know. Uh, you know, that'll see, crush I, you. I, you know? I think maybe they're overreacting to the whole thing. See? Let's see how long it's, we can it's, listen. It's not too bad. Shark. Baby shark. Hey, uh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Okay, now I'm, now I'm starting to lose my mind now. Okay, you know what? That is torture. That's that, a little rough on the ground. We shouldn't have done that. But now Deanna, I, I, the sales I, I, lady, likes She was it. dancing about it. Oh, yeah. Having yeah. her head all day. Yeah, that. I'm sorry to inflict that on you. <laughs> now, Deanna, because you have little ones, is that something that you hear in your in your? Thanks for the earworm, Brad. Yeah, yeah I was going to say it's uh, it's awful. It's oh, a cool we're full of worms here. <laughs> yeah, but that's a bad one. It's, I mean, it is. It, you know, the first time. It's kind of like the Macarena. Do you remember the Macarena? Yeah, you loved it. You, you loved, loved it, it when yeah. you first heard it. You thought, man, this is catchy. This is kind of cool, and you're bobbing your head. About the 15th, 25th time, you're ready to when you're choke laying, a sh- shark. laying in bed and you're going, well, I'm just about to drop off right now. I'm done. I don't see why I would have any problems. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets faster and faster, by the way. Yes. Max. And it's the voice. It's the voice. It's like, oh, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I'm dancing into it, even though I know I hate it. <laughs> all right. Turn it off, Max, please. Please turn it off. <laughs> okay, all for right. For the sake of our it. listeners. Thank, thank you, D. It's, it's always more than always, you can stand. Always good to see the effects of our, uh, our show on other people. This one, I, uh, you know that I'm a, a huge Godzilla fan, but I, I didn't think for a moment that the king of the monsters might actually have been alive at one time. A robot sent four kilometers below the surface of the Pacific Ocean in Mexico and Hawaii discovered huge, mysterious tracks. The footprints are massive. They measure a length of 2.5 meters, so that's over six feet, all right? That's how long they are, 13 inches deep. They said that anything that could make them should not be living that far below. They were discovered on a deep-diving robot as part of the British uh, Survey, the National Oceanographic Center. Scientists there ruled out the possibility of mining or scientific operations. They say, the experts are, say these are too large to be created by fish or any other deep-sea animals that they know of. <laughs> it's God, it's Godzilla. That's a little scary, yeah. Now there were some, there were some pretty hard hit areas of our country and, and over the world and as as hurricanes pounded into oh different areas. Oh God, tornadoes! Remember Hurricane Ida? Oh, oh yeah, it was terrible. Oh yeah. 
71-year-old Louisiana man who managed to survive the devastation caused by Hurricane Ida over the weekend, presumed dead after he was attacked by an alligator while he was wading through his backyard. Oh, my gosh. You, you survive the, the flood. You go to see how your property is, and you get taken down by an alligator in your backyard. Although the unidentified man's body has not been recovered, his wife tells authorities her husband was outside their home checking the damage while standing in waist-high water. Uh, she turned her back for a second. She heard a large splash, and she saw her husband defending himself against a large gator. Uh, the reptile bit off her husband's arm before swimming away with him in his mouth. So you know well, what? You I, know alligators got to eat too. Uh, right. I was going to say, you know, let's let's wait till the water subsides before we go and check for damage. Right? Now this not much you can do for him, I'm afraid. This is one of those stories that I think brings into sharp focus just the deterioration of, of some aspects of law enforcement when we start. And this is from California, of course. San Francisco is rolling out a pilot program that will pay high-risk individuals not to shoot anyone as gun crimes tick up in the city. Now we're going to pay people we're not gonna, to We're going to pay people crime. not to shoot people. You know what? I, have I haven't lost? shot anyone my whole life. Have I, they? Yeah. I, I, send me the money. I, I've got a whole lot coming to me. These small investments can transform the lives of individuals. They can also transform communities. You know, I can make, nuts? make a whole living out of not shooting people. No, 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 Gosh. no. <laughs> I'd forgotten about this one. Uh, scientists were a little bit, you know, stunned to find out that ducks are also part of the family of birds that can mimic. You know, there's, well, there's, yeah. there's a family of birds that are very good at mimicking humans and other things, too. A duck berating you is probably not what you expected to hear today, but one Australian musk duck has proven it's a very plausible scenario. Ripper is his name. It's a male musk duck uh, reared into living more than three decades ago, so he's raised by a human family. He was recorded repeating the phrase, you bloody fool, during his mating ritual. You know what? You know what? I'm, I'm sure that that female duck doesn't like no. being told you, you bloody fool during the, the mating ritual. You know, it's insulted? That's, you're no, you're no prize yourself there, you buddy. You know, I didn't know a duck could talk. I really it, didn't. It said it's believed, believed to be the first documented account of a duck mimicking a human. Uh, apparently, there's, there's certain songbirds, hummingbirds, of course, parrots. Uh, but, yeah, add duck to the list, you bloody fool. <laughs> and you have to be mean-spirited about it. Uh, this is one. That this has happened at the beginning of last year, and it's still, to me, it might be the, the epitome of, no, oh, hell no. Welcome to the future, where we all dunk our cookies into a tall glass of cockroach milk. Yes, it's called insect dairy, the newest trend in superfood movements. Apparently, a nutrient-rich milk crystal produced by the Pacific beetle cockroach could be beneficial to your health, Ugh. boasting four times as much protein as cow's milk. No, no, Researchers no, say they need more no. time to figure out how it benefits humans. It's also not easy to harvest. It takes a thousand cockroaches to produce one hundred grams of milk. Yeah, you know the little teeny nipples are hard to get the machines on. You know, they're just they're just so oh, tiny. God, you know, I can't believe you. Still, <laughs> did you milk the cockroaches this morning? Do they get angry if you don't? You know what? Okay, move on. Uh, let's, move, let's, please. Let's just move on. Not yeah. that this is much better. A man from Russia was skinned alive and left for dead oh, after he God. was attacked by a family of bears on a remote Russian island. Ooh. Alexander Ivanovsky was part of a group, a group collecting crabs on Kushinara Island. A group of brown bears, including some cubs, surrounded the crab hunters in a pincher movement. It's kind of ironic, isn't it? They surround the crab hunters in a pincher movement. Ivanovsky, 36, began cornered 
as one adult bear attacked him, clasped his leg in his teeth, and clawed off huge sections and sheets of skin. Oh, the skin on his scalp, back, and buttocks was ripped away. One ear was torn off, and a leg needed to be amputated because of the severity of his wound. The doctors managed to reattach one of his ears. Oh, well, I guess you, that's their silver lining right there. He was dragged away by other acquaintances. They chased it, they chased it away by uh, hitting it with a car and dazzling it with his headlight. Yeah, get in a car and hit the bear. That someone's finally thinking on their feet or, or, on, or on their wheels. All right, like I, like I said, these are these are heavy freaks, and uh, you should be prepared. We're gonna take a quick break. Be right back. Monster. WGOW 102.3 FM. Final handful of freaks for your Monday, January hey God, 10th. I've stood about all I can stand. This this Ooh. freak is not eligible for the freak of the year because it is a former winner. So it comes to us as an honorable mention. This is from at least a dozen years ago. The Arizona Highway Patrol were mystified when they came upon a pile of smoldering wreckage embedded in the side of a cliff rising above the road on the apex of a curve. The metal debris resembled the site of an airplane crash, but it turned out to be the vaporized remains of an automobile. The make and vehicle of the vehicle was unidentifiable at the scene, and the folks in the lab finally figured out what it was and pieced together the events that led up to its demise. It seems that a former Air Force sergeant had somehow got a hold of a JADO rocket. That's a jet-assisted takeoff unit. JADO units are solid-fuel rockets used to give heavy military transport airplanes an extra push for takeoff from short airfields. Dry desert lake beds are the location of choice for breaking the world's ground vehicle speed records. So the sergeant took the JADO unit into the Arizona desert. He found a long, straight stretch of road. He attached the JADO unit to his car and no, jumped in. No, 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 no. He fired that puppy up, accelerated to an extraordinarily high speed. The facts, as best they can be determined, are as follows. The driver was operating a 1967 Chevy Impala. He ignited the JADO unit approximately 3.9 miles from the crash site. It was established by the location of the prominently scorched and melted strip of asphalt. It oh melted the road. God. The vehicle quickly reached a speed of between 200 and 300 miles per hour. Oh, my God. It continued at that speed under full power for an additional 25 to 30 seconds. The soon-to-be pilot experienced G-forces usually <laughs> reserved for dogfighting F-14 jocks and full afterburners. Oh, God. The Chevy remained on the straight highway for approximately 2.6 miles before the driver applied the brakes. That's when all hell broke <laughs> yeah. loose. There are no brakes. The brakes completely <laughs> melted. It blew the tires, left a slick rubber mark on the road, and shot the vehicle airborne for additional 1.3 miles where he impacted the cliff 125 feet on this sucker? off the ground, leaving a bra- blackened crater three feet deep in the rock. <laughs> Most of the driver's remains were not recovered. However, there were a few small fragments of bone and teeth. You know, we wow. shouldn't laugh at that, but now he had to know a Jado rocket, you can't shut it down until it's done. And, and, and I guess it was quick. How was his death? Fast. It was a, it was a quick death. Yeah. It was a very quick death. All right, put your, you might want to mirror, wear a mask for this one. Fluids leaking from a decomposing body upstairs forced officials to close a Connecticut restaurant 
Yes, they said there was a foul odor and a reddish-brown liquid dripping from the ceiling behind the front counter. Police say they entered the restaurant's apartment uh, above the restaurant. They looked through an unlocked window and found a tenant's body in his bed. He'd been there for several days, enough to leak through the bed, through the floor, and into the restaurant. You know, it reminds me of what happens sometimes in the, the room that you're in there, Max. If it rains hard enough, there's a, a yeah, brown and yeah. reddish fluid that drips from that yeah, ceiling as yeah. well. It's uh, kind of disturbing. That's the last program director we had up there. <laughs> up there yeah. Is that what that smell thing was? Yeah, I, I think so. This is um, it's one of those that can only happen when someone with advanced age falls into an unfortunate circumstance. A bicyclist who police say was run over several times by the same car has died from his injuries. Police say they will meet with Weber County Attorney's Office to determine what, if any, charges should be filed. Warren Yishu Wannabe, yes, that's his last name, Wannabe, 62, was riding his bicycle on the sidewalk in Roy on September 20th. He was passing Warren's family restaurant when a car pulled out of the parking lot, hitting him. That's the first hit. The woman driving the car backed up, paused, and drove, drove forward and struck the bicyclist again. That's two times. The woman again backed up, paused, and drives forward, and this time she runs over Warren, who's lying on the ground directly in front of the vehicle. That's three times. The woman then puts her car in reverse and for the fourth time runs over Wannabe before she goes backwards. Then she gets out of the car, sees the poor guy, 14 broken ribs, shattered kidney, damaged liver, unable to breathe on his own. The, the lady was obviously advanced in years, and she didn't know what she was doing, but four four separate runovers? Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Um, all right, here's a, here's a guy that I think kind of got what he deserved. Arun Penaker, 40, was washing an elephant in the district of Kurlan in South India. He was trying, attempting to make the huge creature lie down so he could reach its back. He could be seen on the TV repeatedly striking it with a stick. As he takes a swing with the stick, he appears to slip on the damp concrete. At the very moment, the elephant decides to sit down. As a result, the full weight of the elephant presses down on the man's head. I, I don't think I need to read any more of that no, story. No, I think we've we? heard enough of that one. Just move right, right along. Here's the final story, and it's a, it's a doozy. A man being chased by the police cuts off his own penis and throws it from the car window, trying to distract the police. Yes, he said God told him he would save the world if he mutilated himself. And uh, apparently he showed the officers, look, I cut it off, and then took off running again. You know what? That would have, uh, if, had I been the, the guy who stopped him, yeah. I think I would have been distracted, yeah. too. I was, yeah. And you know, oh. where'd you throw it? Do you... The, has a raccoon picked it up by now? Uh, you know, is, is it too late? Do you, do you, do you go back? Uh, you go back with a dog and see if you can find it? All right. There's your freaks. There's your good old-fashioned nightmare fuel. Thank you to everyone who joined us today. Thank you, Max, for all that you do. We've got a big day tomorrow. As always, looking forward to seeing you there. <laughs>